It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha coming up on today's show. It's about damn time. So no DJ, no dub for the Hawks, but should I feel like if there's no DJ, the automatically, there's no dub? And then for the culture, we have a brand new Black College Hall of Fame class. It's about to go down. Right here on ATL Day Ones. Don't go anywhere. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Just want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. And today's show is brought to you by Bet Online T. It's finally here the day the fans, Falcons fans, can celebrate and clap. You know, Desmond Ritter. According to multiple sources, because, you know, ain't nobody giving nobody credit for being first on this one. Um, uh, There are multiple sources that Desmond Ritter will be the starter versus the New Orleans Saints down in the NOT. My first question to you is initial thoughts when you saw news came out. Like, I I think this was a good move because this is something that you don't need lingering when you start practices on Monday or you start breaking down film or even if you start that process in advance, especially with him being a rookie and he's never started a game in the NFL. This actually gives you an extra few days just to kind of start getting him ready understanding the playbook, kind of reacclimating himself with the playbook or getting some extra reps in if he so chooses with some of his receivers, just really having the time that you need to prep and also just putting this to bed for Marcus Mariota, like Arthur Smith just sitting down with both of his QBs and explaining how he got to this point so that you can just move forward. So for me, I thought, all right, finally, we got the news. You know, now we can talk more strategy as the days go on like what does that start look like does that change a lot of the scheming for the falcons as they head into that saints game especially because like we talked about a couple days ago this will be like a a get back game for the falcons yes it helps them for their playoff hopes but on the same token we all know what happened in week one so you really do hope for a better outcome with desmond ritter personally jarvis i really like the move i think it's it was the most appropriate thing to do I think that's the best way to put it. It was the most appropriate thing to do. He did what's best for the team. Head coach Arthur Smith, not offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Now, offensive coordinator Arthur Smith has some. I don't think he has anything to worry about as far as changing anything, right? Far, I think the, we don't. We're not going to see as many RPOs and, yes, and all that stuff and quarterback call, quarterback runs, and everything like mm-hmm. that. I definitely don't see we're going to see it more than that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to throw the ball more. I think it's going to be a heavy emphasis on the run. I think you're going to see a, a lot more uh, different type of formations and everything as mm-hmm. far as you might see Cordell Patterson split out wide and he and mm-hmm. Tyler Argier are going to be in the game a little bit more often. We saw a little bit of that against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like that type yeah. of stuff. He's going to have to get a little bit more creative to kind of make up for mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, 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 that the running ability of Marcus Mariola is no longer going to be in there with Desmond Ritter as a starter. So I think that's yeah. going to be something that we'll have to watch out for as, as well. 
But what I do like advantage Desmond Ritter, as long as, you know, the Saints don't give him fits. And we know that they have some injuries. They, they've been as injury plagued as anybody this season. Yes. But what I do like about Desmond Ritter is what happened last week. I feel like, OK, maybe it'll happen because of a timing situation and this being his first game. But it definitely won't be because of accuracy. We all saw opportunities where if. Marcus Mariota had just placed that ball where it was supposed to be. I'm thinking about Drake London being, yeah. you know, and him being zone. on that left yeah. sideline and the end zone was his to have. And that ball just was not placed properly. We, we've all seen mostly underthrown balls with some overthrown balls. I feel like, yeah, you may see that in the beginning with him, almost similar to what we saw with Kenny Pickett in his first game where the first half or the first quarter it was like, oh, dear God, was this the right move? But mm -hmm. then he goes 10 of 13 and the three picks that he got those were all the fault of his receivers so mm -hmm. i would i would actually bet on that being an advantage for desmond ritter there's a long ball situation <laughs> that the falcons <laughs> just have not been able to take advantage of with yes. a drink london i think you got a little something there that may offset to your point the inability to maybe use the rpo as often and one more thing if arthur smith for example does that six, seven, eight run in a row situation, I believe Desmond Ritter would be able to take advantage of play action way down the field and get you the seven points that seemed to elude you last week and in, in the weeks prior. And I think that, you know, kind of that chemistry, we talked, the chemistry between Drake London and Desmond Ritter during rookie mini camps, and you know how those guys were hanging real tough in the spring team. And I think that's going to be something that I think we're going to see the benefits of that you know, yeah. with, specifically with that chemistry between Drake London and Desmond Ritter, because we know mm -hmm. what it wasn't between yeah. Marcus Mariota and Drake London, because we know he's going to, if you get it there, he's going to catch it. And I think that that was something that we continually saw, like, just fail. Like, yeah. Marcus Mariota just could not get him the rock in a, in a timely manner, or whether it be an overthrow or underthrow, or mm -hmm. just not seeing him and, and not getting the ball and getting the ball where he needs to be. Um, as we saw as the last two games, the game ended with a Marcus Mariota interception and they losing four out of five, four out of the last five. I think this was an easy decision for Arthur Smith. But but like I said, it was definitely time. It was definitely the perfect timing because, like you said, you got an extra week to prepare against your division mm -hmm. arrival. Mm -hmm. It's on the road down yeah. in N.O., but I, I'm perfectly fine with, with Arthur Smith making a decision right now. And like Same. I said, he saw the light early on in the week and now they say hey, hey, hey let's ride let's let's figure it out and let's see what this what the young kid got now t now a guy that no one's questions in the city uh alex anthopoulos yes uh we i think we a lot of people can say they wholeheartedly trust alex anthopoulos i know mm -hmm. i'm on that on that boat but Same. when you talk about what we what we mentioned on the show yesterday mm -hmm. when we were talking about um uh, Trey Turner signing with the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and and Kenley Jansen going to the uh, Boston Red Sox and signing mm -hmm. a two year thirty two million dollar deal. Right. I think that I think we saw a shift and I even brought it up. We did talked about it as far as how maybe that setup mm -hmm. guy is going to be a priority. Yeah. And I think this is this pretty much proved because the Braves acquired Joe Jimenez mm -hmm. and they actually sent the wet for cash considerations mm -hmm. and they sent over prospect who was yep. very promising justin mm -hmm. henry malloy who a lot of people were talking about he would potentially come up next mm -hmm. year at mm -hmm. left field position that's a need yes. right now um in 2023 but 
they they send them away. And I think this just shows that Alex Anthopoulos made this a priority. Yeah, I, I really like the move because we also acknowledge that Raseel Iglesias can more than be your closer and be effective. Absolutely. So it really was, like you said, the setup guy. And although you do have some options there, I like the fact that Alex Anthopoulos was aggressive in going yeah. out to get someone who has a proven you gotta record. Like it, right? Yeah, exactly. So when you look at his percentage, for example, like a strikeout rate, and you're looking at like 50 innings, if you will, I mean, it's a crazy percentage. It was something like 83%. His numbers are really very good. And then it's almost like uh, a strikeout per inning that he pitched, by the way. So if that's what we're dealing with, and that kind of puts you in the mindset of what Raseel Iglesias showed us in his short time with the Braves, I feel like it's a good move. And I feel like, hey, that's one more, one less thing that Alex Anthopoulos has to focus on because between the time that we got on yesterday and now today, another chip has fallen in the race for the shortstops. So pretty much Xander Bogertz is gone. So now it's down to Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson as far as those top four shortstops in the league. So now that you've got one piece out of the way, you've got your bridge guy for your bullpen. Like you said, now we're only talking about a left fielder and we're talking about a shortstop. But I feel like he's going to more than figure out that left field. I just yeah. do. He's going to figure awesome. out somebody who can be plugged in there and be successful. Now you got to figure out what you're going to do. You got to focus on that shortstop because, like I said, Xander Bogertz, 11 years. Uh, Trey Turner, 11 years. Now we're just waiting to see what happens with Correa. And once those three dominoes pretty much hit, now it's on for Dansby. Yep, and, and I think that it's funny that that the numbers right are, are incrementally coming down. Right, we got three hundred with Trey Turner, mm -hmm. and you got two eighty with Xander Bogarts, and we're gonna. It'd be funny if Carlos Perez two sixty, and then okay, is David gonna get two hundred forty million? Right, so right. those are some of the things, and we know that he won't get that from the Braves. I could just say I think it's pretty safe to say that, but yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting how this thing is all starting to play out because you know. They call this the hot stove, but you know it's been lukewarm these past couple of years. Yeah. You know, it have been everybody been taking their time spending their money, but you know the monopoly money is flowing as it as it can possibly flow mm -hmm. when you're talking about MLB free agency. Now, what we hope. Yeah, go I ahead, talked to our guy, Grant McCauley, who, of course, yes. does our postcast for Braves games, and I just asked him a question out of curiosity about the shortstops and sort of, I'll call it the shortstop sweepstakes. And right. he said for him, he's eyeing the value of the time versus the money. So he's mm -hmm. interested to see where the Braves are going to land with Dansby because that 11, those two 11 years, that's the that thing that stopped him on yeah. both of those contracts. So yeah. he was like that, he, think is gonna, he thinks is going to be not so much the deal breaker, but it might be the more mitigating factor than even the money. Yeah, and and that's a, and that's the thing when you talk, it's hard to turn that down, right? Like, there's no hometown discount when you're talking Maybe. about a loan, making a lot of money with that with the AAV that everybody like to throw around that term and over a long term of time, you know, a yeah. long period of time. And I think this that's something that just you look at the player and you be like, ah, you know. It was good while it lasted, and we got a World Series. Okay. <laughs> Let me go get this money. And I totally would understand if Dan mm -hmm. Swanson were, were to do that. Now, mm -hmm. you're, trying to get, you're trying to get some money. How about you go to betonline.net? Because it is the fastest and easiest way to um, for all your online betting needs. Go to betonline.net because I, I was surfing around. I was looking, 
trying to figure out what spread was for the Georgia Ohio State. The the uh, Bulldogs are sitting right there at six and a half, mm -hmm. basically a touchdown. Ooh, are you gonna do it? The over under is what 61 and a half right now. All right, Ohio State can put up some points. We know Georgia oh, yeah. can put up some points. Mm -hmm. You're trying to figure out where to go, what you need to do. Go to bet online because it is a top online source for all your sports wagering information, live in-game betting scores, and podcasts. You guys come to us each and every day for all your ATL sports needs. We've been telling you Desmond really was gonna be the starter. Now, now do you believe us? Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I think that if you want to go there for all your wagering information, they got podcasts right there for you and give you all the information you need to make some money. So head to bet online today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts. Yeah, well, that may be where the game starts for bet online, but where the game ended for the Hawks in Gotham last night was when DeJounte Murray went down. When he he was ooh, at, ooh. yeah, he was in position. You know, you're you're excited, you're encouraged, even though the next the Knicks sprinted out to a sizable lead early. No worries. You got DeJounte Murray. You got Trey Young. You're good, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong. You don't have DJ because D because DJ goes down with an ankle injury in that first quarter. And then in the second quarter, it's confirmed that he is not coming back in the game. And of course, we know what happened. The 113 to 89 blowout of the Hawks, because not only did they not have their arguably their best two way player on on the court, but you also have your two sharpshooters in Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich going 0 for 14 combined. And miraculously, the mm. Knicks, who are pretty much bad in every category, were shooting the lights out of the three last night. But the one of the worst team in the league, by the way, shooting exactly. the three. Like they're in the bottom, <laughs> yes, they're literally in the bottom five in three pointers made. So yeah. you look at that and it was still an anomaly, right? But you also look at it and say, wow. Did you feel like Jarvis when you saw DJ go out, knowing that you already have two starters down? Did you feel like, man, if DJ's not there, no dub for us tonight? Absolutely. I, 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 I looked at to that too, but go on with part one. I got some. So, <laughs> so I looked at that. I looked at it from the standpoint of just giving the situation, right? All yeah. the drama, all the stuff, all the crap that's been going on. Yes. And Trey has been struggling. This is one of his worst shooting performances of his career mm -hmm. uh, since he's came into the NBA. He's shooting yeah. under thirty percent uh, from three, which is not good from a guard standpoint. Mm -hmm. And. And, and what DeJounte brings to this team, not only can he affect the game offensively, we know yeah. what he can do handling the rock and distributing, but what he brings to the table on the defensive side, yeah. and we've seen him take over games, lead the mm -hmm. charge defensively to take over games and get the dub. When I saw him go out, mm -hmm. given all those factors, I was just like, I said to myself, I was like, man, I ain't got no shot to win this game. <laughs> at <Right>. all. <laughs> right. I was surprised that they actually battled back at all to within one point. And that was really because in that second quarter, they kind of went to a zone defense. So they were yep. able to slow the Knicks down. And yep. then, of course, Onyeka Okongu subs in and he scores most of the, the points in that second quarter for the Hawks. But again, like you said, in that third quarter, Jalen Brunson and really just their backcourt. And of course, Julius Randle was just strong the whole game. But then their yes. backcourt started to really come alive. And that's when you say, oh, my God, we don't have the two-way backcourt that we need to be able to stave off this barrage. We, we just don't have it. And so, yeah, I literally, when he went out, I said the same thing. I was like, oh, dear God, 
we're going to lose this game tonight. Oh, God, we're yep. going to have an 0-2 road trip because, of course, they were with the Nets tomorrow night. But I'll ask you a part two on that question as well. Real talk, because I do think that you would give an honest answer here. Mm-hmm. When Trey was out of the game last week, but DeJounte was in, did you automatically feel like this was Friday? Did you automatically feel like the Hawks were going to lose that game? No. <laughs> because here's here, here's why. Because I know that I and the main the main reason why is because DeJounte can affect the game in multiple ways. You said two-way yes. player. You with an emphasis on that. A two-way player. A guy that I know that if his offensive game is struggling, guess mm-hmm. how he's gonna try he what he's gonna do? He's gonna adjust his game. Not yes. defensively, but offensively. Yep. So he's gonna say, you know what? My my outside shot ain't hitting. I'm about to hit mm-hmm. this mid-range. If my mid-range yep. ain't hitting, I'm about to get to the basket and do what yep. I do and make it do what it do, baby. We're gonna run this pick and roll. We're gonna do yep. everything I possibly can to 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 get going and get into some mm-hmm. type of rhythm. And then if I start yep. feeling it, then I start taking those three-point shots. But yep. I, I think that that's one of the reasons why I wasn't too too concerned when Trey was out or did not show up, did not show mm-hmm. up at the game. Let me go ahead and make yeah. sure I'm clear on that. Um, and I think that when you have a guy like Trey, it seems like he's want to continue shooting. And I know we've said this, we've said this, and then this is the, the best, the longest saying, longest um, term saying that, that everybody's used when it comes to basketball. Uh, keep shooting, tell them keep shooting. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you more than a shooter, which Trey Young is, he's more than a shooter. He needs to doggone figure out how to get to the basket, get to the free throw line because he gets the benefit of the doubt with the referees. So yeah. go ahead and do that. And I and Bogdan Bogdanovich too. I know he's just coming off an injury, but good lord, man! If you got if, if hit everything he shoot up, threw up last night, I was just like, oh, that's not going in. That's not going in. I'm just like, dude, if I'm sitting here saying that and feeling that, I get the whole shoot your way out of the the slump stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Take it to the rack. Yeah. Bo got a nice little mid-range game. He can he got a little handle. He can do a little thing. He ran the pack um, backup point point guard last year mm-hmm. uh, in in a, in a pinch. So I think all of those things come into play when you start thinking about like okay, when certain guys go out, what's going to happen? Who's going to step up? And and I think that one more interesting thing that that I thought was uh, last night that Trey Young said when he's talking about Dejounte going out, he's talking about mm-hmm. we got to step up. When, or is next man up? No, you the man. Right. Like, ain't no next man up. You're the man. This right. ain't football. This is basketball. Like, you're the man. You need to step up. It mm-hmm. can't be everybody all sad that DeJounte is out. DeJounte just right. got here. Right. Trey, you the man. Yeah. You step up. Okay, I have to step up. I have to pick my game up. I have to step it up mm-hmm. when DeJounte goes out. No, not no. We got to step it up and next man up. You ain't no doggone six man. Right. You're the man. Yeah. Step up. Yeah. Sorry, and team. if you think no, no, no. that's why I asked you that question. That's why yeah. I said, let me pose it. Let me pose it a different way. Right. Because that I feel the same way. I feel like, OK, you're stating next man up. What next man? I mean, that's your you're third starter who's down. So you're the man. You're, right. There, there are just two men at this point. You and Clint. That's it. The bookend. Yeah. And yeah. really and truly, it's you because Clint's going to do Clint things. CC did right. his job last night. So you got to do yours because AJ Griffin is still a rookie and Jalen Johnson is still finding his way. So, and you know, the kind of the carousel at the two, 
I mean, you really don't know who to put in on any given night. That's why I'm just going to call that a carousel. So yeah, there has to be continuity and consistency at the one. There absolutely has to be consistency and you do have to play lights out. You do. And even if they lose to the Nets tomorrow night, Jarvis, they have to, he has to play lights out because he has to get back in. We know he's not a vocal leader on the sidelines or in the locker room, well, then your your voice better show up on that court because that is the only way that you're going to be able to write the ship. It's going to have to be by example. Now, you know, this is continuing to be a hot topic. Trey Young and what's going on in that locker room, which is kind of the saga that continues as far as the Hawks go. But that Desmond Ritter moving into that quarterback starting position has been something for the world to see here in sports. Yes. Um, so <laughs> those stories and the reaction to it unlocked on sports today. So of course you love to hear our local pr- perspective, but you can get a national perspective there as well on their show because they hit all the biggest stories and they hit all of the hottest topics. Now they also have their version of four, the culture, right? So mm-hmm. it's take of the day. So check that out. I'd be so excited to see what they had to say about the fact that this is the sixth rookie quarterback who's getting a start in 2022 and that we have now gone through the NFC South and every single team has rotated out of the starter that they had in week one. So if you want takes like that, check them out through the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you download your podcasts, just like you check out ATL day ones. And another thought that I had, Jarvis, as we wrap up our, our combo on the Hawks, but you guys know there are layers to this, so it'll be yes, continuing, if you will. But my other thought was this. And with all due respect, last year when this team was imploding, we all had to say pump the brakes because there were so many injuries that Nate deserved to pass. This year, mm-hmm. I feel like between having a, a almost overturning your entire roster, in addition to having Bogdan Bogdanovich out, now he comes only for you to lose JC, DeAndre, and DJ for however long that's going to be. Right. Don't you think we need to stop hearing this hashtag fire Nate conversation? Yeah. I like first of all, like they take away the injuries. I don't even I don't think that, you know, just from a basketball standpoint, I don't think that Nate should be fired. I think that the players should play better, right? Because like I said, if Trey is shooting uh three percent better from three like i don't even think we having this conversation so because i think that just given how things are going and, and given the additions that that were, that were brought in mm-hmm. i think dejounte murray it was a good a good pickup i think that the travis lang and landry fields made the right decision by bringing him into the fold oh, absolutely so you know i i think so the whole fire and eight conversation from a basketball standpoint i think the answer to that question is no and also, given all these injuries and, and what he's dealing with and Trey still struggling, mm-hmm. I, I think that, of course, he should get a pass. And I don't even yeah. think we should even be having this conversation, to be Same. honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how I feel about Nate as yeah. a coach. Same. I, and I, I, it, I would what? agree. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. would agree. And I just think to put a caveat on where you and I stand in favor of and in support of Coach Nate McMillan is just to say, now everybody needs to fall back because this man has literally three starters down and low key just to give trey a little bit of cachet that shoulder is still a little bit of a nag right so you got to go with that but if all of this has stressed you out or if it made you happy that desmond ritter is now the qb watch go celebrate by going to built.com or if you're stressed out 
Go get something from Built.com to help you out with that too, because they've got 100% chocolate when it comes to their pups. And they're really good for stocking stuffers. We are getting so close to Christmas. Don't you want to go ahead and get some cool stocking stuffers? Right around the corner. Do check out Built.com because you can get 15% off on your first order by using the Locked On 15 code. And don't forget, it's a healthy snack. So people will enjoy it because it's just a really good look and it tastes good. But also 160 grams not bad for uh, calories and then 15 grams of protein. It's a good look. Built.com locked on 15 is your code on your first order. Go check that out. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Absolutely. Locked on Sports Atlanta family. You guys have been trying to figure out how do we get in touch with Tanitra? How do we get in touch with Jarvis? Or y'all maybe just want to get in touch with Tanitra. That's cool too. You know, if you want to do that, go to your little email, wherever your little email is, Yahoo, uh, Gmail, yeah. or, or AO, even if you have an AOL account. Yeah. I know people who still have an AOL account. Hotmail? Hotmail, Hotmail, whatever you want to get, whatever email you have. A- email atldayones at gmail.com. atldayones at gmail.com is the contact for the show. If you guys got any comments, questions, or anything, you got suggestions, we might not... We'll read them, but we might not take them in. We might not do it, but, you know, it's cool. If you just want to send a suggestion, be like, hey, man, y'all, I think y'all should do this. We might consider it. But, yeah, ATLDayOnes at gmail.com. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. But that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Um, the Black College Hall of Fame, they have their class, T. Uh, yeah. They have a, the 2023 class. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? Our guy. Leslie Fraser, yes. Leslie Fla- Leslie Fraser, excuse me, at, from Alcorn State University is uh, mm-hmm. starting it off with yeah. um, along with Henry Lawrence, Albert Lewis, Jim Marcellus, Tyrone McGriff, Elijah Pitts, Johnny Walter, and Coach Pete Richardson out of Winston Salem State and Southern. So they have the new class. T. Hey, congratulations to each and every one of the uh, newly inducted Black College Hall of Fame. Indeed. And you know, we do not want those people coming from us for Mississippi. So all corn folks, I, I, I put the correction on it. Okay. Yeah. Don't come. Yeah. Don't come for Jarvis. Yeah, all yeah, corn state don't. folks, we <laughs> congratulate you guys for having Leslie Frazier as an inductee. Trust me, they'll come for you if you don't. If you don't I know. Yeah. And then for my Jaguar nation, Southern goes before Winston-Salem State for Coach Pete, Pete Richards. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go yeah, them Southern folk different. They different. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we, yeah. They yeah, special. 
Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, 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 um, an honorary Jag. So, but congratulations to that entire mm. class. Our guy Steve Steve Weish is, of course, always just gracious in in supporting them and being one of the hosts for their events. So we look forward to going there next year and um, being there for the induction ceremony, which is typically around the Juneteenth weekend. And who knows if you guys come down to the College Football Hall of Fame, which is where the Black College Football Hall is on that third floor, you might just see ATL Day Ones broadcasting from there. Uh-huh. Absolutely. On, the, uh, on a, a more serious note, yeah. um, Brittany Griner, yeah. uh, she's coming home to you. And um, she was detained in, over in Russia for 10 months, 10 long months, excruciating months, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think she's the only one that can really speak to that, right? You know, when you think about how long that is, that is a very long time to be in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. I know she played professional basketball over there, but right. to be away from your family for that long, I, I think is something that it says something about what she had to endure while she was over there. But she's coming home to you. Yeah, and and just congratulations to all of her friends and family and her ardent supporters, those who spoke out each and every day, like Coach Don Staley from University of South yes. Carolina. She was one of, and the reason I mentioned her and also Steph Curry is because yes. there was a need for those voices, great and small voices, but those great voices that just did not quit. I'm talking every single day. And the uh, Ari Chambers, Ariel Chambers, every single day she was even profiled to some of the support for the WNBA as well as Brittany Griner so you got to just give love to those guys and also everybody let's just keep praying for Brittany Griner because her journey is just beginning her journey of healing mentally physically emotionally spiritually I mean like you said Jarvis 10 months I'm looking at a door right now and I can walk out of that door freely but what happens and I'm like probably in double the space that she was in. What happens if this space compresses to half of what it is? And then I try to go to that door and someone on the other side says, no. And they tell me no every day for 10 months that I cannot leave that door out that door unless they say so. That's what I keep playing out in my mind. And I'm like, thank God we got her back before her mental started to take toll it started to take yeah. a, a true toll on our mental so again congratulations to those guys and lest we forget paul whelan the uh, retired military the uh, marine if you will who is still there and i do think that that's a part of why the, it was a high stakes negotiation with that arms dealer and for yes. those many people who've had to endure this or who are continuing to endure let's not forget that there is a fight and you guys know Jarvis and I, we are spiritual and we are believers. So sometimes you go through these things and you come out and you are a super advocate. And I have a sneaking suspicion that Brittany Griner is not going to just let this be about Brittany. I have a sneaking suspicion that, that she's going to definitely use this as a platform for others. Absolutely. And we hope that you continue to support our platform right here on ATL Day Ones as you make it your first listen today. And why don't you go ahead and make Locked On Sports today your second listen? They have all the everything that you need when it comes to all the big stories of the day. And they also have the take of the day, which is kind of conducive to what we got going on on the for the culture. And you can find it wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download us, you can find them there as well. Make sure you all come back tomorrow because we're going to talk about this Desmond Ritter just a little bit more. Y'all make sure y'all come back now, yeah.
members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.